Welcome to a new podcast from Golden Gate National Recreation Area called Park Postcard Podcast. Each episode will introduce you to what makes each park site unique through the voice of community members who have visited and our park rangers and staff who work there. We aim to highlight the work that we do to connect our local community groups to the special places in our park and what these places and experiences mean to them. We hope that through listening to these audio postcards, you get excited to visit the Golden Gate National Recreation Area in a healthy and safe future. You're tuned in to our fourth episode and second special Spanish language park postcard podcast. This is Ranger Maria Jose with you again. The beauty of our outreach work is collaborating with diverse community members and newcomers to introduce them and welcome them to their national parks. This episode, I have the pleasure of introducing you to one of our greatest community members and leaders who has connected families to the Golden Gate National Recreation Area and our team for over a decade. Matilde Telles, a community program manager at Good Samaritan of San Francisco and Carecen, San Francisco's Central American Resource Center. Now let's hear one of Matilde's favorite park memories, an evening harvest program with Ranger Fatima in the fall of 2019. Mi nombre es Matilde Telles, promotora comunitaria, y en esta ocasión les voy a hablar de Crisis Field. She has shared her audio postcard with us in Spanish, but we've added a little bit of podcast magic and have translated it too. So let's hear from my mom, Ana Cristina, who has voiced Matilde's translation in English. Take it away, mom. Hello, my name is Matilde Telles, community promoter. And in this audio, I'm going to talk to you about Crazy Field. Crazy Field has a community resource center where there are various activities such as resource fairs and events. One of those events was the harvest night hike to give thanks to the end of the harvest. We want to thank the rangers and all the staff in advance as they make it possible for Latino families to come to the center and they provide us with transportation and different activities. I have taken families from the Central American Family Resource Center and the Latinos Independientes group from the Good Samaritan. And one of those Christy Fields activities we attended was the walk I mentioned. Upon arrival, we carried out an art activity where adults and children participated and had a lot of fun. Another of the activities was the walk where they gave us little solar lamps since it was getting dark we could see the sun setting on the sea. The day was something very special, very magical. The children were delighted with their lamps and we love that they take it into account that some people can walk fast, others moderately fast, and others slower, and we appreciated that. At the end of our walk, they gave us a small dinner with food that the first people prepared to celebrate the end of the harvest. It was something very special. Since Fatima has the ability to tell us stories, we pay great attention. Apart from those stories, she taught us this song that goes like this. Lunes y martes, miércoles tres, jueves, viernes, sábado seis, y domingo, Again, Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday is three, 
Thursday and Friday, Saturday, 6, and Sunday, 7. De nuevo, nuestro agradecimiento para todo el personal de guardabosques, todo el personal que atiende Crisis Fiel, y gracias por brindarnos el transporte para poder acudir a las actividades. Once again, we give our thanks to all the ranger staff, all the Crisis Fiel Center staff, and thanks for sending us the transportation to be able to attend the activities. Thank you, Mom, for the translation. De nada, con mucho gusto. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Wow, what a great experience, Matilde. I can imagine how magical that harvest night hike must have been. Oh, Chrissy Field, the picturesque, lively stretch of land that welcomes thousands, maybe millions of visitors every year to San Francisco's iconic Golden Gate Bridge, Palace of Fine Arts, and Fort Point. People love a casual stroll, a bike ride, flying a kite. Even furry friends and wildlife enjoy rolling around the grass, sands, and chilly, salty waters. Up next is our own ranger Fatima Colindres, who will share the rich natural and cultural history of the place that she has had the joy to work at since 1998. Hello, podcast listeners. My name is Fatima Colindres. I'm a park ranger with the community outreach team at Golden Gate National Recreation Area. I love working at this park because I get to bring community groups out to one of my favorite park sites, Chrissy Field, and share the story of the dramatic transformation of this place through the years. Chrissy Field has gone through many transformations through time. In the time when all of San Francisco was Olone land, Chrissy Field was a huge marsh connected to other marshland which circled the entire San Francisco Bay. The area now known as Chrissy Field was a rich and ecologically diverse wetland. Early Spanish conquerors wrote in their journals that there were so many bird species that if there was a loud noise like a gunshot, pah, the whole sky would turn dark with birds taking flight. They also named the area La Isla de las Fresas, or Strawberry Island, because the land was covered with beach strawberry. For 70 years after the Spanish-Mexican arrival, the area continued to be a marsh until the gold rush, when people moved to this area in huge numbers, and the landscape changed dramatically. It went from a bird haven on the Pacific Flyway to one of the first garbage dumps of the city of San Francisco. The new Americans did not see the marsh as a treasure, a natural protector for our city and bay. They did not understand that this marsh provides vital habitat to so many birds, plants, and even humans. They did not realize back then that the marsh would help prevent flooding and would serve as a natural filter protecting the bay's fish from ingesting contaminants carried in runoff after heavy rains. Instead, they saw the area as a wasteland to be filled in. The army did not have the funds to fill in the marsh as fast as they would wish, but with the help of the city, the marsh was finally filled in with the city trash left over from the 1906 earthquake. 
just in time for the construction of the 1915 Panama Pacific International Exposition World's Fair. As you can imagine, it was a grand event to celebrate the opening of the Panama Canal and to show the world that the city by the bay had been able to recover after the devastating earthquake and fire. There was an airfield and a racetrack built to showcase new technological advances in travel. The fairgrounds included rides and pavilions and palaces dedicated to everything from art, science, and culture. Only one building remains from that event, the Palace of Fine Arts. After the 1915 exposition ended, the Army took back the area and maintained it as an airfield until 1937. During those early years of aviation, the area was christened as Chrissy Field in honor of one of those early pioneers of flight, Major Dana H. Chrissy. In 1937, after the Golden Gate Bridge was completed, the airfield was no longer a safe place to land and take off because of that large obstacle in its path. So it transformed again, this time to a helicopter landing area. Eventually, Chrissy Field became part of the Golden Gate National Recreation Area in 1972. Thanks to a partnership between the National Park Service and the Golden Gate National Parks Conservancy, Chrissy Field was transformed once again by 2001. During the four-year restoration project, over 80 tons of waste were removed from the marsh. The original racetrack-shaped grassy airfield was restored, and a small portion of the marsh was brought back, signaling to the birds that it was safe to return. With the help of thousands of volunteers that came to help grow Chrissy Field, the native plants came back too. After Chrissy Field was restored, it has become a beloved spot for recreation on the San Francisco shoreline. Ever since I started working at the park 20 years ago, it has been my pleasure to bring countless groups out to their national park to experience this unique place. I love seeing visitors play on the sand, go bird watching, or snap the most amazing photos of the iconic bridge. I also love to share the natural, cultural stories of this place through my interpretive programs. Before it's time to say goodbye, I remind visitors that we need their help to keep the marsh healthy and clean by recycling, reducing, reusing, and composting to ensure that their trash doesn't end up in the marsh ever again. I hope this episode has sparked your curiosity to visit Chrissy Field. And when you do, we encourage you to bring and wear your face mask and keep proper physical distance from others. Stroll the promenade, explore the boardwalks over the marsh, look for signs describing the native plants and learn their medicinal uses. But please don't pick them. Together, let's make sure this place remains for all to enjoy. Bye-bye. Thank you once again, Matilde and Ranger Fatima for sharing your favorite memories of Chrissy Field. And thank you, friends, for tuning into the special fourth episode of Park Postcard Podcast. I hope you'll join us again on future episodes that will feature other park sites around the Golden Gate National Recreation Area. 
Stay tuned for our next episodes, which we'll hear from Ranger Jackson Lamb, who works at Alcatraz, and Ranger Cordelia Vargas from Marin Headlands. And beyond that, we've got an incredible lineup of episodes with voices from our park partners from the Presidio Trust and the Golden Gate National Parks Conservancy and their very own program participants who can't wait to also share their park postcards. Until then, recreate responsibly in your national parks. <laughs>